The Bible teaches that God has revealed himself to us through creation and by his word. But what does that revelation tell us about the nature of God? Theologians have traditionally divided God's attributes into two main categories. Some are attributes that have no analogy in human experience. These attributes, often called God's incommunicable attributes, display the uniqueness of the divine nature. Others, called communicable attributes, are characteristics that have some analogy in human experience. God's incommunicable attributes show how the divine nature is unlike our own. They display God's transcendence and reveal the great gulf that exists between the Creator and His creatures. God's communicable attributes remind us that we have been created in the image of God and, in some small measure, were designed to be like Him. When Jesus spoke of God to the woman of Samaria, he emphasized two fundamental characteristics of God. According to Jesus, God is both a spirit and a personal being who seeks those who worship him in spirit and truth. The title Jesus used to describe this being is Father. This label implies that God is both intimately involved with his creation while being distinct from it. Creation depends on God for its origin and continued existence, but God is not dependent on anyone or anything. This independence of God is reflected in four attributes that flow from it and reflect God's power, infinity, omnipresence, eternity, and immutability. When we say that God is infinite, we're not really talking about size or distance, but the fullness of his perfection. God possesses all his attributes without measure or limitation. All that God is, he is to an infinite degree. This infinite God is omnipresent. He is always present everywhere. The psalmist acknowledged this when he wrote, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. There is no place or situation in which we will find ourselves that God is not already present. We cannot hide from God or escape his presence. Where time is concerned, God is eternal. He does not experience the limitations of time the way we do. As Psalm 90 verse 2 observes, he exists as God from everlasting to everlasting. God's eternal nature has implications for God's interaction with creation. The eternal God can act within time as we know it, but he is not bound by time. Because God exists apart from time, the Bible uses our experience as a point of reference when talking about his eternal nature. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8 urges us to remember that with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. What seems to us like a delay is not a delay to God. Our physical life has a beginning and an end. God has neither. Because we are time-bound creatures, we can only experience time as a succession of events. 
Unlike us, God is not subject to time or to cause and effect. This means that God's infinite nature is also immutable. God can't be more or less than he already is. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God's character and nature do not change, nor does he mature, grow, or evolve. At the same time, there are passages in Scripture that seem to attribute change to God. For example, Genesis 6.6 says that God regretted that he had made human beings on the earth. Jonah 3.10 tells how, after the people of Nineveh repented, God relented from the destruction he had threatened to bring upon them. As with time, the Bible speaks of these instances using human experience as their primary reference point. It is not God who changes, but humanity's relation to God. The other category of God's attributes are called communicable because they have some analogy in human experience. They describe God in terms with which we are familiar. They speak of his knowledge, righteousness, and mercy. At the same time, these attributes reinforce the Bible's message that we are not God, even though we've been created in his image. God's communicable attributes include omniscience. God knows things, and so do we. But God knows everything to an infinite degree. He knows all things comprehensively. He knows all that has happened and all that will happen. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me, the psalmist declares. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. God knows all that we think before we think it and what we will say before we say it. He knows our secret thoughts, even those we have hidden from ourselves. By comparison, our knowledge is as infinitesimal as God's is infinite. Another communicable attribute is God's goodness. This goodness is expressed first in God's holiness and righteousness. God is himself the ultimate standard of all that can be deemed good. For this reason, Jesus declared, no one is good except God alone. Because God is perfectly holy, his moral standard is one that demands perfect holiness. He upholds this standard by acting justly and holding all those who fall short of it accountable. God has a moral nature and created us to be moral beings, but our nature is imperfect and is flawed by the presence of sin. Our unrighteousness separates us from God and makes us liable to his judgment. This problem of sin calls forth the other dimension of God's goodness, the love that he has shown by offering us grace and mercy through Jesus Christ. Of all God's attributes, perhaps the most familiar is his omnipotence. God is all-powerful. This characteristic is described in Job 23, verse 13, which says that God does whatever he pleases. Omnipotence does not mean that God can do anything. There are some things that Scripture says God cannot do. God cannot lie. He cannot sin. God cannot deny himself. But God can do all that he purposes to do, and all that God purposes to do is consistent with his nature. Our God is mighty to save. 
Although we tend to separate God's attributes when we analyze them, they are not separate in God's being. God is not divided, nor is he in conflict with himself. God's holiness does not battle with his grace and mercy. One of the dangers of focusing on the divine attributes is that it tends to reduce God to a list of philosophical abstractions so that we lose his personal nature. The scriptures reveal that God is a personal being and that he exists as a unity of three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Both the Old and New Testaments agree in their assertion that God is one. This means that there is only one God. There are not many gods. But it also means that God is one by nature. The three persons in the Trinity are distinct from one another as persons, but not in essence. Scripture does not portray God as a single divine person who manifests himself in three different modes, nor does it speak of the Godhead as three separate divine beings. The triune nature of God has no analogy in human experience. All attempts to explain it by comparison with nature or philosophy are bound to fail. We can affirm this truth by faith, but we cannot fully comprehend it. The Bible shows us what God is like so that we will see ourselves as we truly are. The main lesson of the attributes is twofold. First, God's attributes show us that although we have been created in the divine image, we are not God. Second, they remind us that we need God's mercy and grace shown to us in the person and work of Jesus Christ before that image can be fully restored in us. This is the hope of the Christian. It is the hope that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is.